today on Ovias and Julia, we tell you what we got right and what we got wrong about conference realignment. It's been a hell of a weekend. We'll try to catch you up to date and also look forward to what's next. You know that college football Super League is on the way, right? Eric Carlson's going to the Pittsburgh Penguins, what that means for the Carolina Hurricanes. And folks, the mixtape is back. Thanks to everybody who has given us five stars on their favorite podcast platforms. Thanks to everybody who has subscribed to the YouTube channel. We keep growing. We love to see it. All thanks to you. OG. 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 It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovius, Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh, Empire Properties. And we're brought to you by Copiers Plus. Check out Copiers Plus online at copiers-plus.com. I joked about this last week, and I had one of the Kyocera units. It's for a small office. We put it in the home office where, where Kelly's based out of as she works from home. And I used to joke, I'm like, yeah, I'm scanning things all the time. You know, print some stuff out here and there. But I wasn't like fully engaged with it. But now with that, we're in LLC mode, Joe. You got, you're emailing me documents to print out, sign, send it back to you. That's, that's a low cost thing. You might be running a bigger business, a bigger, smaller business, if you will. And you might be losing a lot of money on print costs without even realizing it. So get an assessment today. Check out copiers-plus.com. Things I'm into now that we have our own business, saving money. <laughs> Spending our money wisely. <laughs> that, that's why you should drive the speed limit, Joe. And Copiers Plus can definitely help you <laughs> with that. All right. So a couple a couple things. Um, I feel like this is pre-housekeeping. Uh, a little housekeeping before the housekeeping, if you will. So maybe okay. I should just go ahead. And housekeeping. Housekeeping jingle here. So I, uh, our friends, Anita and Jason, I've known Anita since I was... Like this was preschool level. So she's practically family. Okay. She's like a cousin. And they invited us out to Lake Jordan yesterday to get on their boat. And I'm not one to wakeboard. I'm not one to kneeboard. But if you put me on an inner tube and drag me around, I'm, I'm down with that. That's more my speed. So me, I don't know, thinking, why not? I forgot like years ago when I was younger, uh, Jason would do is like you want to go on the inner tube chariot style so this the, it's one of those high back it's called big mabel it's like a two-person inner tube seat but if you flip it around you can go chariot style essentially look out there looking like ben-hur so i thought I, i'll do that and see how long i can i've done it before see how long i can last well the kids got involved so caleb and jacob were like can we go and we're like, yeah, I don't see why not. What's the weight limit? Oh, okay, cool. This matches the weight limit. No big deal. But you know, you know, Jacob. You know, Jacob's 12. He's a little smaller. Little, he's he's kind of like a Martin San Louis on the ice. Little guy going fast, right? The way we were positioned on the chariot style Big Mabel, he was to my right. We hit a wake, and he, because he's smaller, basically his skull hit my cheekbone, knocked me out a little bit. I'm fine. I'm fine. But this morning I woke up a little, little groggy. And I don't know if I'm not trying to make light of this. I'm just telling Joe straight up. Like if I'm a little loopy today, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I experienced a concussion. I didn't even know it. So we have a lot of lights here. I don't have a headache. So I'm good. That's good. But That's yeah, good start. just giving you a heads up. Is as there a metallic happened. taste in your mouth? 
No, there's yeah. not. Also a good start. I'll be thrown up. I have not thrown up. All right. Also good, good signs so far. Actually, you know what? It, you know, actually would get me to throw up? Reading all these alignment takes. Mm. That would get me to throw up. All the people. Too spicy? No, it's not. It's, or, or is it too, uh, think of the children. I, there's a lot. It's a lot of things. That's the saccharine sweet that would get me to throw up. Like, think of the children. It's lost its soul, Joe. I mean, college athletics lost its soul decades ago. Like, what are we talking about? Long time ago. Long time ago. It sold us so a long time ago. No, the, the thing that the things that get me to throw up are just the uninformed levels of talking about it. And you, me, you know, Aaron Beard, others connected to the ACC, like screaming into the void about, well, actually, guys, I guess these were the we're the nerds at the party. You ever seen that meme where there's a guy in the corner with a party hat and they're like, they just don't know about the grant of rights and everybody else is in the corner having a good time coming up with big game boomer. This is what realignment should look like, or imagine my super league. And that's getting all the engagement. We're just here in the corner going, yeah, but, but, but guys think of the grant of rights, but would you like to talk to me about the grant of rights? But nobody wants to talk about a grant of rights show because that's not sexy. That doesn't get the engagement. Also far state's not worried about it. So, All right. So they've got private equity. Let's, let's they're on their way. Let's start from the beginning, shall we? So yeah. when we last I, left you, I have a chart here because <laughs> after the weekend, I'm sitting here going, All right. Well, can now, you even keep track? Where? Can you even keep track? What's going on? So all right. So if you would like a too long, didn't read version of what happened, the Pac 12 missed on their television deal again. This is now twice in their last rounds where they've missed on they're, on, they're essentially on the wrong end of where TV and streaming has been going. So that caused Colorado to better their situation and go to the Big 12. That set off a domino effect of, well, is the Big 12 done? Well, if Colorado's leaving, well, what's our TV deal? When they swung and missed on the TV deal, that then got this thing, uncorked it essentially. And you've got, I've honestly, do you have that? Cause I don't know who's where now. I know, I, I know right like here. Oregon and Washington <laughs> are now in the big 10. So, so in the big 12, we yeah, now have, it's better than mine, right? <laughs> or you want me to that, that here? Hold on a second. I can fix that. There we go. Hold, hold there. There we go. Perfect. Hold it right there. Perfect. So, okay. So the big 12 now has Baylor, Ohio state, Kansas, Kansas state, Texas tech, TCU, Oklahoma state, West Virginia, BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Houston, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. And I like how you color-coded those because you see where BYU, USC, uh, UCF, uh, Cincy, and Houston kind of joined from, where were they before? The, well, the different variety, places. Different places, so and then the red are all now. the Pac-12. And the red's coming in. Yeah. And then Texas and Oklahoma are obviously there this year, yeah. but will be in the SEC yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, Listen. <laughs> I, I, it's rare that I find myself thinking, you know who we really need to listen to? Mm. Rick Patino. Oh, geez. And sometimes we get messages and we, we don't like the messenger, we right? Don't. Like I find this with, with Carolina fans. They don't mm. like it when I sometimes give them a message. It's not the message. It's the messenger. But to me, Rick Patino, and this is something that you and I have, have often talked about. This is also something that confuses me mm. because during the pandemic, I feel like there was an enlightenment in college sports, Mm. not in the traditional sense of enlightening, like, man, we are really abusing these athletes, man. We should really be 
we should really be compensating these employees of ours. Not that. No, 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 absolutely not. Because money. But the other enlightenment, which was, hey, you know what was really cool? This schedule of only playing real teams. Mm -hmm. There's no Murray States in here. Mm -hmm. There's no Suwannee States in here. These are all conference games. So magically, what have we what have we now seen as a trend? Oh, we're going to play more conference. Ga- there was nine conference games in the Big Ten in the Pac-12. Yeah. Hey, we're going to play more conference. Oh, yeah, that's that's an interesting idea. That that's what you got from the pandemic. The other thing that happened during the pandemic was a little bit less publicized, and it was a little bit less under the radar. But it was equally important, in my opinion. And it's time to. And this is where Rick Pitino comes in. And it's time to have that conversation again. Yeah. And I, I can speak specifically for NC State because I remember for their, if you would like to be politically correct and call them Olympic sports, we can. Sure. But for their non-revenue sports, basically for their sports that were not football, men's basketball, women's basketball, they told those teams, you're, you're taking a bus. Mm-hmm. So you might want to create a regional schedule that's going to be economically efficient for you. And also, you know, quite frankly, c- gets you back here to campus and keeps you on somewhat of a normal schedule. Yeah. and Lo and behold, the world continued to spin on its axis. The men's soccer team, the women's soccer team, all the teams that participated played a regional schedule. Mm -hmm. And no one was worse for the wear. So what I'm getting at here is if football wants to do whatever football wants to do, and football is going to do whatever football wants to do right now for financial reasons, only financial reasons, then break football off but mm-hmm. go- and the ncaa doesn't even govern football at the highest level yeah. so what, what are we even doing here yeah, Rick, but they need know, to create their own ecosystem they need to create their own minor league and just go and do it because all of those other sports mm-hmm. do not need to play a national schedule none of them do actually do you know why because seriously, you know what the, the one thing the NCAA is actually really, really effing good at? Putting on tournaments. Putting on a national tournament. Yeah. So nothing will suffer in these other sports. Not one single thing. You could actually improve them with regional rivalries again. Correct. That's the and, thing. And less travel. And yes. So it kind of gets us into Stanford and who would you rather be? You know, we've talked before about who would you rather be a fan of? Mm-hmm. I'd rather be Stanford. If I'm, I'd rather be a Stanford swimmer. I'd rather be a Stanford volleyball player. I'd yeah. rather be Stanford for all of those other things. But nobody think nobody thinks about those things. And to Rick Patino's point, the tweet he you know, the tweet reads: uh, Doesn't it make more sense for football to break away to separate leagues and allow the rest of the sports to compete regionally? Rivalries remain in minor sports. Don't spend half their day <laughs> looking for bad food at airport restaurants. Uh, shout out to Luke DeCock at the News and Observer who took a screen grab of the ACC American Cafe at RDU. Who knows? Maybe Rick Patino was taking a shot. At that and look, this is something that you and I have been talking about for the last couple of years as everybody's trying to get a general sense of the landscape and to double down on that point, everything is driven by football. So if you think that if the conferences are set now, essentially, as there's more consolidation, all these teams in the Big Ten, all these teams in the Big 12, uh, you have the ACC that's just kind of patiently waiting for Notre Dame to kind of like go, hey, well, you know what, maybe we do need to join a conference but not for the reasons you think. And we'll get to that a little bit later on when we talk about TV being the culprit for all this stuff and how it's going to affect realignment potentially going further, including the ACC. There's going to come a point where if the conferences are looked at in the way that they don't bring value, okay, and that you, the Big Ten, can bring on 
Washington and Oregon at a cut rate deal. I think the best meme that I saw related to, well, why would the Big Ten want Washington and Oregon after they already added UCLA and Southern Cal? And it was the equivalent of, well, how many hoodies do you need? And you just saw your favorite kind of hoodie on sale for 30% off. So you just buy more because you like that hoodie. Well, Washington and Oregon are in the same boat. Oh, I can get you guys for 35% off? Cool. Come on board. Because again, they're not getting a full share for several years. It's also a sad attempt to appease some of those players. And it's not just Rick Patino complaining. Mm-hmm. Like there have and I applaud the athletes from the pack, whatever number oh, they're, they they're are. Very outwardly the, the, outspoken, from those non revenue yeah. sports, basically saying, Why are you doing this to me? This yeah. is not why I'm here. Yeah. And I applaud them for making their voice heard. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will be acknowledged by anyone at any of those schools. But this was a sad attempt by the Big Ten to say, oh, no, 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 uh, USC and UCLA, we're not just going to isolate you. We're going to annex Oregon and, and Washington, too. Everything, everything old is new again, because you know what the Big Ten is probably going to go for when they expand again? Pods. Remember when pods were yeah. the hotness 20 years ago when there was rumors about Texas and Oklahoma joining the ACC? Well, how would it work? Well, Coach K had an idea. You think you think you get upset when the ACC takes ideas from you like that 335 scheduling, right? Or the 355 scheduling. Coach Cage probably sitting going, huh, who was talking about pods like 25 years ago? Huh? For scheduling purposes and everything else. So if I'm if I'm Coach K, I'm probably pissed too. The inevitability of the Super League means that if you're the Big Ten and you're trying to put yourself in the best position, why do you have Indiana? Why do you have Illinois? Hell, why do you still have Rutgers if we understand that cable homes don't necessarily mean the biggest thing anymore and brands matter? Maryland, I'm looking at you. Uh, hey, thanks for helping us expand our, our our cable subscriptions, but the world has changed now, and we might need to go in a different direction. Same with the SEC. The SEC is all about making money to the point where they're using the ninth conference game in football as a leverage chip against ESPN for future negotiations. They're probably then wondering, well, wait a minute. If nine conference games makes our league better, well, wouldn't those conference games be even better if we could get rid of Vanderbilt and we're going to get to a point in college football before we get to the super league in the next 10 years, I guess you have to then start calculating. Is it worth it to pay Vanderbilt or Illinois football 40, $50 million a year to take L's, right? Is it worth it to you as a league to still have teams that are having the golden handcuffs, so to speak, and it's something that in the ACC, people have been talking about all the time. Well, if the ACC were to get it right, well, they should boot Boston College. Let's get rid of this team and go out and get somebody else. But as we know, when it comes to the ACC, the only value that you can gain is not by adding UConn now. It's not by adding West Virginia. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about getting Notre Dame to join the league. But that that seems to be a bridge too far because we don't know what the college football playoffs going to look like. Because remember, they had like a framework agreement as to what the college football playoff was going to look like. And it included the power five. Well, what happens when you don't have a power five anymore? Well, it included the top six rated conference champions. Yes. You could still do it that way. Can you but still you do, do it that five way? and seven is fine as well, too. All right. All right. You said five, though. That's the thing. Are there five? Who's the fifth? Oh, no. Who, uh, the American who, Athletic and, and the Mountain West are both legitimate conferences. Okay. All right. Well, the Mountain I mean, West and the Pac-12 might end up becoming one group anyway. Yeah. I mean, which, make, which makes the most amount of sense. So, but can we get back to the Big Ten brands? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was the other thing that had kind of sort of triggered me this weekend. Well, hold on a second. Let's go ahead and I'll I'll share the Colin Cowherd. I guess this was from Friday when all this news was breaking. 
And uh, here is, hold on a second, I have to bring up the right one. If, you know, hey, Joe, is this your first time with StreamYard? It might be, actually. So here is Colin Cowherd on his show on Friday, I believe, talking about the Big Ten brands. They're going to be members of the Big Ten. And just think of this top eight. Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, USC, Washington, Wisconsin, UCLA, and Oregon. That's a really good top eight. That's big brands, some big cities, big stadiums, big money, big fan bases. And the key is three time zones. Start at noon on Fox, end at 1 a.m. on the East Coast, three time zones represented. As great as the SEC is, it'll cannibalize itself a lot of times with all these great games in two windows. You can have five Four or five different games, big brands, every window, the Big Ten. Washington, Oregon can play some night games. So can UCLA. You put USC up there against the Buckeyes, Badgers, Nittany Lions, Wolverines in the day and get a number. The SEC is just a great regional conference. The Big 12 and the ACC are tiny, irrelevant markets. And at this point, who knows what the Pac-12 is? I grew up with it. I love it. I'm over it. The world changes. You. <laughs> So there, anyway, there's Colin Coward. Uh, to bar to borrow a bit from Colin Coward, we can do a, where Colin was right and where Colin was wrong. Colin is ultimately right in the sentiment from college football fans who will get over it. Okay, you you mourn the loss of the Pac-12 and what it was, but you also recognize what college football is now and where things are going. So we'll all be mad, but then Colin is right in that we'll see some of, we'll see some of these Big Ten matchups and go, damn, those are pretty. Again, from for market sizes, intrigue, all that stuff, you're going to see some of these like, oh, cool, these are some big matchups. That's where Colin was right. But you know where Colin was wrong? We've already seen this play out in other conferences where they sell you on these big ideas of big conference games. And, and ultimately, it's kind of soulless. The regional aspect goes away. And also, how do you schedule them all the time where the games you actually want happen? It's something that the ACC finally figured out with their scheduling model to better their television situation. How do you do that when you're nearly at 20 teams in the big 10? It's a tough thing to do. I'm not buying the big 10s brands in football. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. I'm sorry. That's fine. Uh, Ohio state is, is really good. Michigan is, is having a moment mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know how long that moment will last to be okay. perfectly honest with you. Penn state cannot get out of its own way, despite having every resource in the history of the game. So what are we talking about here? Now, USC, I fully expect to be there only because of the, they have the right coach. How long is Lincoln Riley going to be there for? Yeah, I don't know. You, you're telling me in 10 years, Lincoln Riley's still going to be the head coach at USC? Doubt it. You're drunk. Doubt it. And you have a concussion. That ain't happening. <laughs> so what? what I, you grew up watching the Pac-8. Pac Congratulations. Did you notice the Rose Bowl when UCLA was playing in the last five years when nobody was at the games? Yeah. Oh, you, you didn't? Who would you rather be at this point? Would you rather be Washington or Stanford? And everyone's going to say Washington. Well, now they're included in the big, this new big 10. They're never going to win the big 10 title in football. They are never going to win the big 10 title in men's basketball. No, they're not ever. Yeah. Who would you rather be? You would rather Stanford, be Stanford. Meanwhile, point. is still Stanford at all of those advantages that we had talked about previously mm -hmm. about being the Ivy league on the West coast and attracting all of those athletes. Who, by the way, like 90% of them are excellent students yeah. and want to go somewhere that has an excellent school. Mm -hmm. And now Stanford doesn't have to go to Rutgers to play volleyball on a Tuesday. So guess what? I'd rather be Stanford. But the money, this, I, can, or I can already hear the Florida State fans. The money, you got to have money. There's only one way to win. 
we just staged a tournament in men's basketball mm-hmm. where the final four was Florida Atlantic and San Diego state. Yeah. Tell me again about money. Tell me again. Like, Oh, but, but Ohio state and Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio state and Alabama are there regularly. By it. the way, let, let's, let's see what Alabama looks like when Saban's gone. Cause I, I, I think what we're getting at We've here seen is seen it before point, you better have the right coach. We've seen it before. And I, I think some of those schools do right now have the right coach, but, and yes, a lot of those Big Ten schools have a lot of students and a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And what has it gotten them in the last 40 years? Not a lot of championships. We, we've got a Ohio State completely and bogus championship against Miami. Mm-hmm. You have a real Ohio State one with uh, Zeke Elliott mm-hmm. and Urban. I'm mm-hmm. sure that was totally legit with, with Urban <laughs> under the old rules for sure. Um, and you got Michigan in 97. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what are we doing? Like, what are we talking about here? What, and in basketball, they haven't won it since OO. Nope. Men's basketball. They haven't won it since OO. Money is not the thing. So what do you want to be? Like, ar- I, I, argument, I guess that's where I'm, I'm getting at here. Like the argument is that you need the money. Cool. You're on all day. By, by the way, cool. You're on all day. Hmm. I'll, I'll pass on Iowa and Oregon though. Thanks. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Minnesota and Washington. Cool. I'm good. Housekeeping. All right. So we, are having an OGP tonight. That's all booked. We booked are up, having ready to go. a golf tournament. That's all booked. Booked up, ready to go. So do we have anything else that we can give people? Or are we just, we have to get back in the lab? Well, these two things are, are fairly important. So let's, okay. let's, let us make sure we can walk before we can run. Okay. But there is some other things. Wow, you're, sounding, you're sounding like me now. Yeah. <laughs> there are other things we are cooking. I got a knock hockey board. Just burning a hole in my well, see, in my living room table funny, right now because like, I love knockaki. I have a I have an idea that I want to do ahead of the mm-hmm. ahead of the um, hockey, hockey season, but I need the Canes to sign off on it first. But I'm not going to give it away. What okay. we're going to do, but just something to, to keep in mind. Speaking of hockey, but speaking speaking of hockey, speaking of PNC Arena, we're actually going to be doing a show from the breeze through in right September. Across. Yeah, do you know the details on this yet? Uh, no, I'm waiting for you to tell me. I will tell you later. I'll be there. But we're going to be there. We're going to be doing a show in September from the breeze through across from PNC Arena, Carter-Finley Stadium. We'll give you Beverage more details. Rose. Yeah. We'll give you a little bit more details about that in the future. Uh, in fact, the idea is so crazy, you might need to take out an insurance policy. We are working on that, actually, for our <laughs> business. Yes. Good thing that we have <laughs> Matt Davis, State Farm. Uh, give him a call, 919-779-8277. Uh, Matt Davis is based at a Garner. I'm a State Farm guy, and he's going to help us insure this business. We are, yes, because you don't <laughs> want us to get sued when we have a knock hockey tournament and somebody gets a broken knuckle or something. Wait a minute. Are you saying that the boilerplate releases that you're Googling aren't enough, Joe? Uh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm saying Matt knows what he's talking about when it comes to insurance for all. Fair enough. Your business, your home, auto, mm-hmm. you name it, your pet. All these things. Go to insuregarner.com. Insuregarner.com. Check out what all of the different services that Matt has to offer. You will not be disappointed. Also, shout out to Homefield. Check them out online at homefieldapparel.com. Again, that is homefieldapparel.com. Uh, Joe says he was over at the Homefield website. Were you there this morning? Checking out some stuff? No, on Friday, I ordered a, a Carolina shirt. I really like all of the different Carolina shirts that they have. They had some really cool throwbacks. Yeah, like the Here Comes Carolina, yep. Hark the Sound. I like both of those. Mm-hmm. So I got a Carolina shirt. I got an ECU shirt. And I got a State Pack Power shirt. Nice. 
for us for pizza night or for the golf tournament. Either one, we'll have gifts that we give away, so prizes, stuff like that. Very so, cool. Yeah, Very a lot, lot of different really good designs. And, and in, in turn, Cal got paid this month with his Virginia nice. hoodie. Nice. So that, that You really had to hold your nose for that, didn't you? I, Spending I, money on Virginia gear. I did. You must love intern Cal. We're taking care of our people. <laughs> also, it's one of these things that uh, when you use the uh, promo code OG23, you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's 15% off your order. I put this one up there because it's important. Don't tweet at Cruits. Oh, you like that one. Don't tweet at Cruits. Wear this shirt. Wear it around your friends who hop online and get mad because one guy decided to go to one school over your school. And we saw a couple of those things this weekend. One was involving Florida State. Another was involving NC State. Don't tweet at Cruits. I don't think in the history of Cruton and Twitter that some fan has tweeted at a recruit and gone, you know, I just never saw it your way. And then you're suddenly, right. I should go to the school that you like. I should go to this school. Uh, or they realize, you know what? I am upset that Boba Fett 86 state fan is upset. You know, I don't want to disappoint him. So I'm going to go. I'm going to flip my commitment. So, yes, by all means, don't tweet at Cruton and use that promo code OG23 to save 15% off your first order. So I want to address something that I've been getting some emails about and some social media about, and I have no problems bringing these things up when I'm wrong. A few weeks ago, we had a topic of conversation where I said that major conference realignment is dead. It's there on our YouTube page, Oh, oh. right? It's right. It's right there. It's one of the things that I broke out. And I, at that time, when we had that discussion, I believed what I said. I wasn't just saying that to say it. I was kind of looking at where the market was, seeing how television is playing out. And I thought to myself, there's really going to be no major conference realignment because everybody settled for the time being. And more importantly, money is starting to dry up at a variety of places, including the tech companies who are sick and tired of incinerating cash. For, for nobody to watch Apple TV shows or Disney Plus, which has just lit money on fire only to start taking stuff off their service because they don't want to pay the royalties, the residuals, everything else. I mean, the whole reason why you got a writer's strike and an actor's strike, Joe, is because these companies are really trying to overcorrect for all their spending. So I got it wrong. Colorado set things up for where we are today. But I was wrong. And what, but while I was wrong about major conference realignment being dead, I was right about the reasons, and in a weird sort of ironic way, the reasons I felt that conference realignment wasn't going to happen because of television money ended up being the reason why we found ourselves in this position. The Pac-12 died not because the Big Ten was being a raider, all right? The Pac-12 died not because the Big 12 decided they were going to be a little bit aggressive. The Pac-12's death is related to being on the wrong end of two trends at the worst possible time. You'll remember that Larry Scott was the commissioner of the Pac-12, and he was this crazy guy. West Durham always called him the madman of college football because he was going to disrupt everything. The ACC was getting banged on the head because they were committed to ESPN and Disney. The whole argument around the ACC network was, well, let's do it with people who know how to get cable channels out there. Let's do it with people who have leverage, negotiating power to get the ACC network on as many systems as possible. And, you know, what they ended up giving up was this grant of rights that goes to 2036. And in a weird, ironic way, while they're not getting the most amount of money, that grant of rights is the only thing keeping this freaking thing together for the next five years or so, right? The Pac-12 went in the opposite way. They were looking at all the money that the Big Ten was making, 
off their own network. They were seeing where things were going with the SEC. And Larry Scott, in his infinite wisdom, decided, I'm going to bet on ourselves. And we're going to do our own cable channel. Unfortunately, that's when things started their decline. And the Pac-12 had a really, really hard time trying to negotiate their availability on a variety of systems. To the point where, in major markets with major Pac-12 teams, you couldn't get the Pac-12 network. So that's where they missed number one. That was the big bet that they missed on. You've never experienced that, right, Joe? No. Never Mm -hmm. experienced a big bet that you just didn't cash. Never. It's never happened for you. So here comes George Klyovkov, right? The new commissioner. And he also ended up making a big bet that did not land. And that was, well, look at all these tech companies. Look at all the money they have. Look at all the ways they're investing in content. They're trying to get subscribers. That's where we're going to cash in. Turns out that Apple looking at their bottom line goes, Ooh, I don't know about that. And has, you know, they gave them this, this weird incentive laden streaming deal, which PAC 12 teams did not like. And that's where you had the disintegration. But if I, if you want to understand how badly the PAC 12 missed, here is Larry Scott, the former commissioner of the PAC 12 on, this was in 2018 at a PAC 12 media day. And this video was uh, pulled back up by Trey Wallace on Twitter. Here, listen closely. Sports. Uh, to see the consolidation happening in the industry where ESPN and Disney are going to have more resources to buy sports rights, that Fox is going to have more resources to buy sports rights, that Turner, now that it's owned by AT&T, is going to have more resources. Pause right there. Turner, owned by AT&T. How's that played out? To provide sports rights. Couldn't be more delighted with where we are strategically and the fact that you know we're the only conference in the country that come 2024 is going to have all our rights back, complete control, and we're going to be able to adapt and react and take advantage of this new world media order that's coming in a way others can't. Whoops. Again, that was 2018. Larry Scott uh, talking about where things were going to be in 2024. He bet wrong. Here's where we are. And now we have further consolidation in the Pac-12, which gets us to another thing that I was wrong about. And that is FSU's desire to leave the ACC. And this gets us to the report that they're looking at private equity Mm -hmm. from J.P. Morgan to try to find a way out, to buy their way out of the ACC. Now, important context here, Florida State is one of the athletic departments in the country that's actually run like independently from the university. They did this a few years ago. So what they're doing is only an extension of that. But again, these are things I don't think about. And where I was wrong is the desire of a school to actually sell itself out to groups like private equity groups that are notorious for really running businesses into the ground. But they've got money, so therefore... That's what's motivating this desire to get with, I don't know, at this point, why not just call them FSU PIF? I mean, what's to stop them from getting Saudi investment money to do what they want to do? Because that's where we're headed with this. It also man. seemed like there was the at least the idea of the endowment being cracked into. To, yes. To pay yes. out the, the exit. I thought that was interesting, too. I thought that was interesting, too. I mean, again, things we learned during the pandemic, mm-hmm. the football team, the men's basketball team, they're the ones who kept the lights on at these schools. And that's not an exaggeration because once people started to realize, no, wait a second, you mean I could just take this class online <laughs> and graduate and yeah. get a job? Uh, so as someone who just took out a uh, $20,000 loan to pay for their you know, first year of college, like, and, and then I have to pay back 70 grand, Ugh. 70 grand on a $20,000 loan. Yeah. Like, oh, wait a sec, James. Uh, how about you just take that class online, mm-hmm. sir? How about you? How about you knock out a few credits in the in the summer over at Wake Tech, right? Because right. you know, but 
you want your you want your child to have the experience. You want your student to have the experience of going to college because mm-hmm. you learn things. Well, if you're if it's a pandemic and nothing's going on, right? We learn what we can live without. Things I've learned in 25 years in the media, the last 25 years in the media business. Yeah. The second you figure out you can live without that, guess what ain't coming back? Okay. <laughs> so that's what kind of annoys me about these colleges. Like I said, that it that it, they had the wrong enlightenment during the pandemic. Their enlightenment was let's squeeze more money out of this, out of these two sports while we can. Yeah. Instead of how do we make this more equitable? How do we make this more efficient? How do we make this more fair? How do we make this the true experience that people like Jim Phillips and Kevin White and Nina King and Boo Corrigan, how do we make this a true experience that they talk about mm-hmm. and the opportunity? And I don't see that being prioritized. And I and I understand why it isn't, but I do think there, think there's ways around this. There's ways to improve this. And th- no one wants to have the hard conversation. They went and just hired a former governor of Massachusetts to run the NCAA to specifically politic Congress mm-hmm. to specifically get you know, the, basically an exemption for calling the athletes what they are, which is employees. Mm -hmm. So instead of thinking forward, they're absolutely hustling backwards. And quite frankly, it's infuriating. It is infuriating because uh, these are supposed to be the adults in the room to your point about what they're adults. It's, it's, it's what did Brett Kavanaugh say? Like, that's the part that, that irks me more than anything else. Yeah. Here's the thing. When I say the adults ruin everything, it really is indicative of where, how we get to where we are, right? Yes. And that over the history of time, people are not looking at spreading the wealth. People no. are not looking at saying, hey, this has worked for this. Let's make it work for everybody. I mean, look at the NCAA when it comes to women's college sports rights. They were sitting on something that was incredibly marketable, but because they didn't want to, the, the audacity of sharing the hashtag March Madness with the women, they felt like, well, no, no, no. This is our pie. We, we can't spread that out. That's the history of sports, for heaven's sake. So to see it extend this way does not surprise. You know, I can sit here and make fun of Jimbo Fisher because he had a press conference yesterday and Tex Ags ended up kind of aggregating it. And he said, Jimbo Fisher on conference realignment. Unfortunately, we're in a time now that everybody is fighting over the dollar as though this is a unique, a unique time in history. Uh, this has been going on for decades. And heck, Jimbo Fisher is an example of a guy who's constantly chasing the money. Because look at the contract he has with Texas A&M. But he's, I can sit here and make fun of Jimbo Fisher. There are coaches who are at least being outspoken about the fact that all these decisions do not take the athletes into into consideration. We brought up the Rick Pitino treat, right? Rick Pitino talking about, man, why don't we just regionalize everything else? It's all football driven. Because as a basketball coach, he's thinking, and he's living the life now in the Big East that gets it. You ask the question, who would you rather be, Stanford or Washington? I'm in agreement with you that given the way things are going, I'd rather be Stanford. Let's blow it up even bigger. If you're the ACC and you had to do it all over again, would you rather be the Big East now, who you took teams from and sent them on a path to where they are today, which is a like-minded conference of basketball-playing schools that has a nice media deal, everybody gets what everybody else is trying to do, and it creates an environment that you want to be a part of. There's a reason why the Big East tournament is 10 times better in terms of energy than the ACC tournament now. When it used to be flipped, take the garden out of it, all right? right. Take Just strip the garden out of it. Those are like-minded schools that want to beat each other in that oh, that you were familiar sports. with. That you're familiar yes. with. So if you had to do it over again, if you went back 20 years, 
What's better peace of mind? Sure, you could be making all the money, but what did the famous philosopher P. Diddy ever tell us? Mo money, mo problems. So here we are in the ACC with all these problems. Florida State can't get enough money. North Carolina, according to Luke DeCock on Friday, like having to have conference calls saying we're not leaving the ACC because Bubba Cunningham has to tell all their employees, guys, we're not leaving. We're, we're just not leaving right now. And that's causing all sorts of other stress. Imagine an ACC that's like the Big East. Who would you rather be? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Five years ago, I might have told you I'd still rather be the ACC. But given how things are shaking out, I'd rather be the Big East now. You're asking the existential question, which is how can you convince yourself to be happy with what you have? We're trying to do that now, Instead Joe. Instead of striving <laughs> yes. for all of the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But then you say, well, how, how do you sustain that? How, how, would it, how does one sustain? The Big East, is, it's a little bit easier because they don't have football. They don't have football. But football causes problems, right? So when you strip yourself so, out of that, you see how happy they are. Right. So that's successful. That. By the way, yes, they have Villanova, been successful. UConn uh, in that's that all. in that tournament. You, know, you say maybe maybe it's not money that's the root of all problems. It's football that's ultimately the root of all problems when it comes to college sports. Which gets us to if you really wanted to save college athletics, you're going to have to break football out completely. That's how you have to do it. So here's Eli Drinkwitz, our our buddy Eli, who uh, had a press conference as the Missouri head coach, and he was asked about all the things that are going on right now in college athletics. Here's what he had to say. All right, I'm going to say it. I thought the transfer window, I thought the portal was closed. Uh, Oh, that's just for the student athletes. The adults in the room get to do whatever they want, apparently. And it's, um, you know, it's just sad that there's, um, look, I, my question is, did we count the cost? I'm not talking about a financial cost. I'm talking about, did we count the cost for the student athletes involved in this decision? What cost is it to those student athletes? We're talking about a football decision. They based off football, but what about softball and baseball who have to travel cross country? Do we ask about the cost to them? Do we know what the number one indicator of, uh, of symptom of, or cause of mental health is? It's lack of rest and sleep. Traveling in those baseball, softball games, you know, those those people, they travel commercial. They get done playing at four. They got to go to the airport. They come back. It's three or four in the morning. They got to go to class. I mean, did we ask any of them? Are we going to look back? I, I don't worry at all about the game. The game is going to be strong. Football is going to be fine. We'll all figure it out. But did we consider – the people that we are entrusted with. Did we consider the student athlete? So that's Eli Drinkwitz, Missouri head coach. And it's easy, and I'm guilty of this from time to time, uh, looking at a well-compensated college football coach talking about leaving for better situations and doing it for money. I mean, Eli Drinkwitz is is the same guy who went from offensive coordinator at NC State, took a prime opportunity at App State, was there for a year, Basically, the success was built off the previous coaching staff and then parlayed that into a job at Missouri, which what did Missouri do? Missouri bettered their situation, chasing the cash, joining the SEC. Well, Eli Drinkwitz eventually wanted to be an SEC coach. Well, that's where the two paths collided and here we are. But I can point that out, but it doesn't take away from what Eli Drinkwitz is getting at. And if the college coaches understand this, I am curious if those in power at these... these schools end up pushing towards the Super League. But the question is, again, if you're Missouri, do you make that Super League? 
If you are Washington and Oregon that just joined the Big Ten as a life raft, do you make it? If you're a Big Ten president who just signed off on getting these two teams at a discount rate, let's say I'm the president of Indiana or I'm the president of Illinois, do I believe that I'm going to make that next round to a Super League? So we can sit here and say, yes, this is where things are going. But I really doubt the anti-American sentiment of relegation and promotion is going to trickle its way down to college football. Once they go Super League, you're never getting that money back. Maybe you'll be happier, though. That's the thing. Maybe that's the thing. I applaud his comments. Yep. And, uh, you know, look, I I think they're making a, a mistake in the sense that it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Mm-hmm. That That's the part where I'm, I rue that, that there's no imagination here. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, and this is where the, the leadership of Mark Emmert, the lack of leadership from Mark Emmert, and just saying to the presidents, oh, yeah, yeah, let's just get more money. Let's just keep doing this. That's, to me, that's that's who failed that's who that's who that is who failed here. Yes. Uh, people like Randy Woodson, who voted for Mark Emmert on a on a governor's board for the mm-hmm. NCAA. They, they are the ones who have failed here because there was a complete and total lack of leadership at the national level. That's on football. That's in men's basketball. That's all of these other sports. Like the re, did we think of the cost? Did we think of the other athletes? No drink because they don't have an advocate. No. So and anytime they, were, they do have an advocate, they shut it down. For sure. No, you can't unionize players. And you just you just hit it. You just hit it. Every decision that's been made is to chase money. That's what businesses it's do. It's not even that. It's to protect them who have the money. Which is what businesses do. From sharing it with the people who are helping them generate it. So the schools are trying to get you know, Congress to intervene so that the players can't get any cut of this. That was their idea of leadership, by and the way. Every, yes. It's like, no, 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 not that. We need help to keep our money. Right. So if everything, every action you take is run like a business... Again, all you're doing is setting yourself up for failure every time you try to go to court. Every one of your actions. Let's say you get back to another judge and they're deciding, they're like, okay, so you're not a business, yet every single one of your moves has been driven by business. So what are we getting at here? They keep just shooting themselves in the foot when they've had every opportunity to correct. They're the Washington generals every time they get to a court. (laughs) And the judges are the Harlem. It's rough, man. It is absolutely rough. So I'm thinking with all of these moves that are taking place right now, all this realignment, perhaps coaches, some families, uh, who knows? Maybe they need to contact Hometown Realty. Check them out online at myhtr.com. I don't know if they can move an entire conference somewhere or an entire school somewhere. Yeah, but if anybody can do it, Barry Woodard is. They can. can. They got, we got Like, we got 50 houses for all of you. Let's go. <laughs> they got more than 250 <laughs> agents. They got six locations here in the Raleigh area down to Atlantic Beach and everywhere in between. Go check them out. It's myhtr.com and tell them. Heard about it on the OG. Yes, please do. Again, myhtr.com. Whitaker and Hamer, uh, I don't know if they can break you out of the grant of rights. We tried, though. They've only seen one old grant yeah. of rights. There was actually a grant of rights making the rounds online the other day, and, I, and people had been sending it to me, and I was quick to point out, that might be the old grant of rights because it's kind of a mystery to get this newer grant of rights. I know Whitaker and Hamer has tried to find it and look at it, uh, but on more serious legal matters, by all means, check them out online, wh.lawyer. Yeah, you close on your house, sell a business, you got any kind of family law issues, call Josh Whitaker, Joe Hamer. You got to put the graphic back up there for me, Joe. Otherwise, I don't know the number, sir. (laughs) They have the world's greatest URL. Yes, wh.lawyer. wh.lawyer is the world's greatest URL. But if you would like, you can call them 919 
right, you're good. I can take I can yeah. take that off. All right, we'll uh we'll we'll go ahead and take that off. Your your full transparency mode, like you did radio for a really long time. Yes. Right. And the ads were like, you know, you, you did the ads, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, my gosh. Uh uh, I yeah, wouldn't even use their uh, names, but like, you I've know, done a lot of ads. Yes. Yeah. Like, and you're really good at that actually. Yeah. So, but you're not understanding, like, these are the people now who pay us. Yeah, I know. Like there's nobody in accounting. There's nobody in yeah, sales. There's like, so to make them happy, just leave the ad up on. I did. I okay. was transitioning. Like, I, thought, like, I thought you were done. No, no, no. You, you're still in like that mechanical mode of like, <laughs> oh, I, I did the 30 seconds you told me to do, sir, sir, just keep them happy. <laughs> Okay, I, I, we are. I, we are because yes. you got to be a show a little bit of love. You got to heat the oven a little bit sometimes. I mean, Joe. hey, look, anytime we get some social media, like I'm retweeting it. Yes, I never would have done that before. I know that because was, yeah, our let's, go. let's go. Absolutely. Oh, you you had some coffee, lad. Let's go. Oh, you bought this. All right, let's go retweet that. Let's go, man. I'm all about that. I'm all yeah. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of being online, I, I actually had to log off. Uh, yesterday, how much how much women's World Cup have you been paying attention to? It's in Australia, New Zealand, so it has not been that high on my radar. To be perfectly I, I think for a you. lot of people, it's been that way because you just don't know when it's, it's on. Super early in the morning. Yep. So I woke up yesterday. Do what I typically do. I opened up Twitter and I see oh, knockout round of sixteen. The women are playing Sweden. Cool. I'll just I'll keep an eye on it, thinking. Because there was a lot of drama. I didn't watch any of the group play. I just understood what was going on with Team USA. And I have a larger point that I get to where, where the women's team is and why there's progress. And there's, of course, several steps backwards. So they found themselves making it into the knockout stage on a 0-0 tie, a scoreless tie. And some folks were upset about how listless they looked in that game. And people were calling their shot like, look, they don't look like they have it. And the women's team is going through what every international team is going has, has gone through. You're dominant, and then you have your transition years where you have a little bit of a passing of the torch. You're trying to balance people who have been doing it for a long time, Megan Rapino being one of them, but while at the same time setting yourself up for success in international competition going forward. So this World Cup was a weird transitionary World Cup for the women where Megan Rapino was bad yesterday, just straight up bad. And she was sailing shots, penalty kicks were a problem. And you're seeing this is it. Like, that's the retirement. Now you'll see the next group come up. But that's the logical way of looking at it. The problem, Joe, is that with a couple things, actually. One, it's women. So by and large, when you go online, there's a lot of hatred of women. And the women losing also spoke to how they've been very outspoken about equal pay, uh, essentially being very open about the fact of who they are and living their truths. And this is a set of uh, a section of people that took great glee Great glee in them getting knocked yes. out yesterday on a controversial Including the VAR. president. Yes. yes. Um, you don't have to engage in this stuff, but it is telling where we are, where an American team that represents this country, yeah. there are people who are enjoying the fact that they lost. Sure. Very American. Look, I mean, here's the, here's the truth. Yeah. The, the world, this, this is fairly amazing if you actually think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. The World Cup, the Women's World Cup has been played nine times. The U.S. has won it four times. They've been in the final five times. Okay. The truth of the matter is the rest it's speaking of the problems that we have in this country, right? Mm. The truth of the matter is we put an emphasis on women's sports like no country had ever done before. Yeah. At least not 
uh, oh, let's put it, uh, that weren't being chemically engineered, right? <laughs> right. The, the old communist countries, the way that they did it. Right. Title IX passed in 1972. That effectively gave us a 20-year head start on the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Think about that. In their game, soccer is the world's game. This is not our game, okay? You know how remarkable it is for us to be ahead of anyone in soccer? And a large part of that is Title IX and the emphasis that we put on women's sports. Women's soccer in particular was one of the first sports. Women's basketball, women's soccer, you look at the straight line from the success that we've had internationally, and this does not require a big Venn diagram. It's just one straight line of success. Four of nine, that's pretty good. They had won the the past two. That's pretty good. But nothing is owed to you, okay? Yeah. So the rest of the world, you know, who cares about this sport, guess what? They've started investing, not unlike men's basketball, which mm-hmm. we saw, you know, uh, the dream team 92. Then all of a sudden, 20 years later, guess what? We had, we had a 20 year head start effectively. Right. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, 20 years later, the, these games are competitive and the U.S. loses. Same thing. And same thing here with women's soccer. The rest of the world is catching up and nothing is owed to you. And, and in that tournament, you need to be on your game. You know, you're going to laugh because of my gambling theories. But remember when Carolina, the men were number one this year mm-hmm. and they didn't blow out the first team that they played. And I told you, that's this is a problem. Red flags. I go, this is a problem. And you're like, eh, it'll be okay. Not not you and not you particularly, but there were people out there like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. They won by 19. I'm like, yeah, but they were favored by 28 and they mm-hmm. were never in a hammer position. Same, the same thing happened with the women. The women's soccer, mm-hmm. the first game they're playing in Vietnam, they were favored by six and a half goals. They won three nothing. And from that point, I said, you're like, mm. they're not going to win this tournament yeah. because what the, the people who know are telling you is they should absolutely hammer cock. That and they team. weren't. And that and was Carly Lloyd's issue. Yeah. That was Carly Lloyd. And like people were ripping her like, oh, you're sour grapes. Her issue was they're celebrating. Right. They're celebrating the fact which, that they got in, which is whatever. I, that, that, that doesn't bother me. But the message was clear. And to your point about the gambling, the message was clear on this, too. But it's fine because every international team that we've ever had since the professionalization of these things goes through these transition points. Yes. And there's some deeper issues that are going on with soccer, which affect the men too, by the way, and that there's this fractured nature of youth soccer and development is really out of whack compared to other countries. Yes. You bring up the other countries, the other countries are all in for one thing. The problem here, if this is the theme of the, the show today, money, soccer and money. Oh, end up the cost to play soccer, youth soccer in this country is and look at the and look at, and look at the men's side of things with the political jockeying of sec, you know factions of players. I mean, for heaven's sake, there's it was such like youth soccer level for who was the guy who had the parents that were you trying to blackmail the coach? I forgot the the guy's name off the top of my head. Not Aunt Becky. No, it was uh, Rain. Was it Reina? No, it wasn't Reina. Oh yeah, Claudia Reina. Was it Claudia Reina? Yeah. Right. Okay. Gio Reina. And she, yeah, yeah. Gio, Gio didn't play enough in the World Cup, and like Claudio and his wife, and like there was blackmail and all sort of stuff going on. I was like, what are we doing here? So that's a that's a that's a youth soccer issue that's that's come out. But all this is to say is the women losing in the World Cup is it happens. Did they go out earlier than they should have? Probably given their talent level. But it's a transitionary year. We've seen this in the men's side for basketball. So also the women's side too. They went from ninety nine to eleven without. They went three World Cups without winning. It. They did. Or they did. Or they got to the final in eleven. But so again, I think the issue is mainly where they got knocked out. But there's a similarity between what happened with basketball and the men's team and what's happened with the women. And they're largely made up of two groups that white dudes love to bang on when they end up being quote unquote outspoken on both sides and all sorts of other issues come out. And if you don't believe me, just look at the reaction online at the U S women's team losing rather than it being about certain breakdowns and development team being structured that exists 
But the people who claim that they don't give a damn about women's sports, the people who give it, you know, say X, Y, Z about, I don't care about these things. It took great glee in that. And all this is to say is you don't have to engage with it. It's okay. Carlson finally got traded, Joe, and it's not to the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm okay with this. Ends up going to the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in a deal. This was announced yesterday morning. Penguins acquired Eric Carlson, forward Rem Pitlick, and forward Dylan Hemliuk. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. And a 2026 third-round draft pick in a three-team trade involving the San Jose Sharks and the Montreal Canadiens. So, uh, essentially, the San Jose Sharks continue their rebuild by uh, dealing guys and the Pittsburgh Penguins end up getting the guy that a lot of Hurricanes fans have been obsessing over this offseason and Eric Carlson, uh, who's a defenseman that has offensive abilities the Canes have been desperate to get. Yeah, I don't think it's a shock here to say that Tom Dundon probably had no problem paying Eric Carlson the $11.5 million this year. Yeah. Maybe even next year. But he's definitely not interested in paying him $12 million when the guy's 37 years old. Nope. And I, and I think that's what this comes down to. Yeah. Because this wasn't a great deal for San Jose. No. Neither was their Timo Meyer deal that they made during the season. Mm-hmm. Those were two major chips that they dealt. And you're looking at it and their GM was talking about cap flexibility. <laughs> you know, it's a wrap when that and becomes I'm like, a thing. Yeah. Oh, well, we got this great asset because the pick they got from, they got a first round pick effectively mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh, but it's top 10 protected. So it's like, um, what did you really get? You got out of his contract mm-hmm. uh, and they're also paying 13%, which some people had said they could have afforded to pay more of Carlson's contract than they would have gotten more in return. But actually, the contracts that they get back from um, Montreal and Pittsburgh in this deal, yeah. for this year at least, is more than they would what they would have had to pay Carlson. So it's a, it's a curious move by San Jose. This is not like your traditional tear it down and build it back up with with these great assets. Like I don't love the deal for San Jose. I do love the deal for Pittsburgh, though, sure. uh, particularly because when you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, and you're going, well, we've won this thing what, three times, four times with, with Sid? Yeah. You're like, we have a chance to win another. And you're going to double down on a superstar. You're going to do what you can. And, and defense sense, be fine. damned, right? So about the defense. So there's a couple of things that are playing here with the Carolina Hurricanes. And I do think it's a residual from the trade deadline last season. And the Canes were viewed as a team to have this window. They had contracts that in the future are going to come due. Mm-hmm. We're, we're looking at Brett Pesci, for instance, or Brady Shea. And the Canes were adamant about, no, we like this group. We don't want a rental. We're not going to sell out the future just to win now. We, we, and then that extended itself after the exit and how they talked at the beginning of the offseason. I mean, we talked to Tom Dundon early in this process, and he was very much about, let's run it back. Yep. And so far, they've been kind of on pace to what they've told you they're going to do. They said they were going to get the Sebastian Ajo, Ajo deal done. They did it. Um Good. I think it ultimately it looks pretty good for the Canes. Same with Jordan Stahl, right? They weren't going to let Jordan Stahl finish his career somewhere else. They managed to do this in a way that uh, helps because of the under 35 contract stipulation. So they'll end up not being on the hook for a lot of this money in the future when Jordan Stahl eventually decides to call it a career. So this is what the Canes look like they're doing. And I don't necessarily hate it. They truly believe that they made the moves they needed to make in the offseason last year. And then injuries happened, and they still made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. All things considered, right? 
So they are counting on Andrei Svechnikov to finally be healthy. They're counting on Sebastian Ajo's development into a leader to continue to pay off. They still feel that Jordan Stahl's got something in the tank. And defensively, Eric Carlson, I'm not sure. I mean, if you're giving up Brady Shea, or if you're bring, if you're giving up Brian, uh, uh, Brett, Pesci. Brett Pesci, I'm talking about his dad, what do you think actually helps the Canes more this year? A defense that's already strong enough in what they have? Or bringing on Eric Carlson, who has a lot of contractual baggage. It's entirely possible that they are just going to let it run its course with Pesci and let it get to the end of the term of the contract. Or maybe they'll reassess at the trade end line. Because here's my question, where they've been adamant about not doing rentals. If you know that it burns you in the past and you've got Pesci and you know you're not going to be able to afford him in the future, is he the bargaining chip at the trade deadline to bring on somebody that you ultimately need? I think the Canes are in a really interesting position, and I'm glad they've handled it the way they've handled it rather than trying to, quote-unquote, win an offseason, which I think Carolina Hurricanes fans are ultimately, not all Hurricanes fans, I want to be adamant about this. There's a vocal group of people on social media that had it in their head they were going to get these guys from Tarasenko to Carlson. We're going to bring all these guys. We're going to get the super team. We're making the moves, and they haven't. And the only real big deal they did was the Orlov deal. And of course, I think Bunning was a good deal too. That was a good deal too. But my point is I like what the Canes have done and it does give them the flexibility in the season that if they ultimately do want to make a move, it'll happen. And don't forget Tavo, Taravon. So you you got Taravon and Shea and Pesci are guys in their last year of their deals before Mm -hmm. they're unrestricted free agents. They also have not as they the time to trade them would be now to, to your query about will they make a move at the deadline we, we've seen them be hesitant yeah. to make moves at the deadline but the thing we know about the canes is they're going to identify someone's value and obviously you know pesci and shea their value is about to go way up from what they're making right now yes so that that's understood yes. and i think the new agent for pesci understands that mm-hmm. as well um, but I, I have confidence in the Canes that they will find players to to replace them. If those if those three players are not on the team for the next season, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And if they feel like they they're in the best position this year with those three guys to make a run, I, I think they've earned the right and the benefit of the doubt that those are going to be the best decisions for the team. Breeze through sponsors, Ovius and Chilio. Go get the lifetime refill tumblers. We're actually going to give away a tumbler in a little bit with the first edition of the new mixtape. Very excited about whoa, this. Whoa. I mean, we're we're giving someone a chance. I think it's going to work. I think it's. Gonna, I think. I think we're giving one away today. I think so. I'm optimistic. Well, listen, man, we, we don't need like uh, any kind of regulations from the government here about about game fixing. Fair enough. I'm not saying it's this fixed. is a, this is a contest. Where just, someone will have a chance. You. This is what's funny. This is you. Let's start the show with you reminding me of like, hey man, stop being so mechanical. To a flip in contests. It used to be. Oh yeah, that wasn't my money. It used to be. <laughs> we paid all for these, sir. Let's just give them all away. Yeah. No big deal. Oh, you you want the, uh, here's a tumbler. You get a tumbler. You get a tumbler. You want to you want a coffee mug? Let's give you a coffee mug. Now, all of a sudden, like, whoa, whoa, hey, whoa, hey, we are just not giving these away all willy nilly. Look at the change in you. Look at the change in you. I love it. I love it. Uh, In all seriousness, get to Breeze Through, try their coffee. We had a couple listeners send us some images of them getting coffee at Breeze Through. That's really, really cool to see. Keep that coming. And here's the deal What's the weekend? What's the week before the Notre Dame NC State game? It's like September or something like 7th, I think it is. 
Okay. It's the week after Labor Day. We are going, we'll give you more details as we get them. But my understanding is you and I will be recording a show inside the beer cave. Oh, it's going to be your jam. It's going to be so cold, cold. in there. Yeah. You I'm will bring be a happy. Hat. Yeah. You will be so happy in there. Love it. So more details to come, but ultimately we are going to be doing a show in the beer cave. I'm hype about this. Very, very hype about this. Uh, speaking of people sending us photos, a lot of people sending us photos about the butcher's market. The steak and cheese phenomenon continues to dominate the summer. You love to see it. You absolutely love to see it, yep. Joe. You know what I mean? It's like, it just cracks me up every time. I'm like, no, they're not lying. It's really, well, really why would, you, why I, would we lie to But you? I love the other guy. I was like, yeah, I, I, I go there often and I've never just never ordered a sandwich before. And then I did. And I'm like, what have I been doing all of these years? What have I been doing to myself? Thebutchersmarkets.com. Check them out online or go see them in person. Go to the mothership. Uh, go to Cary, uh, Saltbox there. Go mm-hmm. to Holly Springs. You name it. They've got it. Uh, trust us now and we tell you they have unbelievable selection for all your grilling needs. It's time, Joe. It's time for the mixtape. We've got one of our listeners, Jason. Is this a first time, long time for you, Jason? I did it once before and I lost. I think I've lost on the first song. So <laughs> this is this is redemption. It's, re- it's a, it's a mixtape redemption, but mixtape's a little bit different now. Uh, we don't have the rights to play music. So I, I don't have we don't have the kind of money to get the music rights to put on YouTube and everything else. But we do have the ability to call on some friends, read lyrics to popular songs, and then you, based on your ability to identify lyrics, Jason, you could potentially win that. OG Ovia's Gilio Tumblr, thanks to Breeze through lifetime refills with that bad boy, man. Lifetime. Uh, that looks good. All right. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay. Here is your song. This is a summer mixtape theme that we're going to be doing for the next potentially two weeks. We're just going to do this as long as we need to do it. <laughs> just keep that in mind. This is your first one. This is Travis Quinn, public address announcer for NC State. At Carter Finley Stadium. Let's see if you know the song. Summer time! And the living's easy. Bradley's on the microphone with Ross M.G. All the people in the dance will agree. That we are well qualified to represent the LBC. Me, me, and Louie. We gonna run to the party and dance to the rhythm. It gets harder. All right, Jason, what you got? Uh, it's got to be Snoop with the LBC, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, uh, one one more guess. Uh, Warren G. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. It's I, like we can't even play the song. For <laughs> we, can't, and we can't play the song for you. It would be yeah. Sublime's. Oh God. Who in time. Oh yeah, Seth, yeah. Who in time? Definitely don't know that one. Oh. <laughs> And Lana Del Rey covered it. You don't even know that version? 
I think I know that. I think I actually do know that version. Okay, Lana, <laughs> yeah, Lana Del Rey covered it a couple right. years yeah. ago, a couple oh, summers ago. Right. Ah, all right. I am sorry, my man. You do not win the Tumblr. <sighs> this actually makes Gilio somewhat happy because we only got four of these bad boys. <laughs> However, Jason, I feel like there's a consolation prize in there. I, I, I know I already emailed you a sticker. Would a color changing cup be oh, okay? That would be very cool. Yeah, all right, I, I will send you. I will send you a color changing cup. I'll that go fish awesome. out your your address through the email database we are amassing. So <laughs> right. we appreciate it. Maybe next time, Jason. Maybe next time. Good luck to the next person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, before we do Hey Joe, be honest. Did you know that song? I knew it was a Sublime song. Mm -hmm. I actually thought the name of it was Summertime, though. Incorrect. Yeah. It is Doing Time. Yes. Doing Time is the name of the song. Speaking of summer, uh, we're in the dog days of summer. It's gross out the last couple of days. Prime for mosquitoes, but you can keep that in check thanks to Mosquito Authority. And given as hot as it is, you got critters coming in. Roaches, rodents, you name it. They're looking for cooler temps, moisture, and Pest Authority can handle that for you as well. Yeah, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, it's both. So all of the bugs, all of those mice, maybe there's a squirrel in the attic. Give them a shout. Hayes Lancaster and his crew, they've got you. Or find them on bugsbite.com. Also, Oak City Sports Cards. Check them out downtown. Buy, sell, grade, trade. Grading is the most important thing here. Get your cards graded. You might be sitting on something you think has value. There's only one way to find out. Take it to Weston. They'll get that thing graded. You'll have a better idea of what it's worth rather than going from that nebulous eBay world where you don't really know what you're getting. It's also football season's almost here. Mm -hmm. Get that Bryce Young rookie. Get that CJ Stroud rookie. Those, those rookie quarterbacks. Get them now because the value just keeps going up and up and up. And then, of course, once the Victor Wimbanyama lottery sweepstakes starts, you know, you know, Weston's going to have those cards. So go check them out downtown, right off Glenwood Avenue or oakcitycards.com. All right. So the mixtape will continue this week. We have to get another contestant. We have another song. We already gave you doing time. You know what that one is. Okay. So we have some others in the same vein. The same vein. It's a summer it's mix a theme. There's a theme. There's a theme here. It's August. It's summer. Those are the songs we're going with. I mean, right off the bat, I mean, do, do I need to play it again? I mean, do I have to get back to the beginning? Summertime! Man, the living's easy. <laughs> Shout out to Travis. <laughs> He did a hell of a job. Actually, uh, I learned what the modulation overload on this mic was. Thanks to, yes. <laughs> thanks to Travis. Uh, clearly, this is not a microphone he should be using for PA purposes at Carter-Finley Stadium. So we'll do this again on Wednesday. D can we get Jeremy with the, with the G? I have, I have messaged him, but I can also go down to where he works. and I think you need to see go. See if I can flag him down. See if you can flag him down yeah. and get him here on Wednesday so we can do this thing Jeremy was one of our first winners in the yes. heart of the pandemic. Yes. So, yes. So I want to make sure that he's in here so we can make this thing work. Yes. All right. Let's answer those Hey Joe questions. Oakwood Pizza Box sponsors Hey Joe. Check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Give them a call, 919-594-1605. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, okay? You can go there, all right? Lunches especially. Just get, the, get that out there. Because I again, do love that you don't know any. I don't know anything either. It's Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday. So lunch would be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sorry, Anthony. Yeah. Sorry. I only go there for dinner. Oakwoodpizzabox.com. I usually go there for dinner unless you tell me Oakwood Pizza Box. 
you have to like usually give me the bat signal that you're there in yeah. the afternoon. So, which you haven't done in a while. Well, we've been traveling. Anthony's been traveling. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on. Summer's there. summer's crazy, man. Summer is crazy. All right, let's answer some Hey Joe questions from another Joe, Joe Wagstaff. All Joes go to the front of the line on Hey Joe. Uh, getting ahead of the curve here after an interesting convo this past week's at this past week's sales meeting. Should ECU have ever fired Ruffin McNeil? Um, I, I mean, it was a mistake. I I kind of sort of maybe understood recruiting fell off. I, that was always the argument is that recruiting fell off. I don't know. Uh, I kind of sort of maybe understood if you had a better plan to replace him than they did. Ding, ding, ding. I do like Mike Houston. I do think he has a real chance. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really good coach. Uh, ECU's got an interesting schedule this year. So uh, it, it should be um, it should be an interesting mm-hmm. time without Holt Nailers. I feel like they have all of those other, other pieces in place, mm-hmm. which is not a quarterback. Um, but yeah, getting rid of a guy who, I mean, but we saw this with Bunning and Amato here, like, Oh, I love, I went to stay and I went to Carolina. I love the school. I played here. This is my school. I don't ever want to leave here. And for all of the different reasons, it, it didn't work out for it to varying degrees for all three of them. Uh, but obviously the way that Rolf McNeil is respected. Oh, inc- incredibly respected. Not only in this state, but like across the country and in his, the coaching community. Yeah, it, w- it was a mistake, obviously. All right, to Mr. Marshall. Hey, Joe, where should <laughs> Panthers fans be on the mood meter right now? We do have uh, joint practices with the Jets. Uh, we have a preseason game on deck. I know Frank Reich has openly talked about, you know, whether the rep's going to be, but that's the here nor there. Let's answer the question. There is... Uh, on the unpleasant to pleasant, low energy to energy scale, uh, you have mom would be sad. They're not there. They're not there. No. It's so over. No. Mm-mm. Nothing but optimism. Is what it is. Mm-mm. Yeah, if Ron Rivera were the, still the head coach, because that's what he would say all the time. Now, the highest peak energy and most pleasant, it's let's effing go. They're not there, though. Mm-hmm. They're not at let's, let's, I don't think it, I don't think they're at the let's go. You don't? I don't think they're there yet. Oh, I, the, I am. We yeah. are so effing back. Eh, I don't know about that. I actually think that the Panthers fans are at the effort we ball. Okay. I think that's where they're at. Super high energy, but potentially unpleasant because of all the optimism. Like, let's just do it. This ball. But they might not win the division, and that might upset some people. I'm just, I, th- I think that's yeah, where we're I, at. I'm all in on the Panthers this year. So you're on the let's effing go scale? Yeah. I, I, I think this, this is them. All right. All right, man. You could be right. You could be right. All right, let's get to the next Hey Joe question. This is from Evan on Twitter. Hey Joe, what's the best thing you saw at the concert last night? He's referencing the sublime, slightly stupid show. Uh, Snoop Dogg was last night. I had a chance to go see Snoop Dogg at Coastal Credit Union last night, but had to bail on that. I was too tired, man, because I was volunteering for the Enlo Marching Band on Saturday. Yeah for the slightly stupid sublime show at coastal credit union music park. I was slinging beer, Joe. I love it. I got a sick enjoyment out of it, man. I'm not going to lie. I mean, mind you, you had to get out there about two o'clock in the afternoon. Show started at five. Last pour was at nine 15. Okay. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm an extrovert at times. So I, I got that out of my system. I'm not extroverted like you, but I am extroverted, Joe. I mean, how else do I do this for a living? Just saying. I'm just saying. Breaking news. Where's the sounder? Uh, right. hit, hit a button over there, will you? Oh, I'll have to. Have to... <laughs> yeah, do that one. So, uh, Can I be in charge of the buttons? I gamified. Uh, no. I gamified it. I had 170 transactions that I went through at the kiosk with beer. 
Okay. Uh, because we were one of the easier spots to get a pretzel, we had a lot of people coming Ooh. up getting pretzels. But here's what I discovered. Here's what actually I discovered serving beer and checking IDs. I'm a terrible judge of age. Not in Is these. Is there a scan? Nodding, not. No, you have to physically look at IDs. Okay. Okay. So physically looking at IDs. You were, you were trained for this though, I'm guessing. Yes, they gave I, you like a little 10 yeah, minute tutorial. I had, to, I had to do the safe serve training and okay. all that kind of stuff. And finding out, you know, basics of, you know, what, what to look for, hear the laws, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, you have to check every ID. That's just the yeah. policy. And even like I was on the other end because you know how many times I've gone to Walnut Creek or another venue and they're like, can I see ID? And I'm just laughing because I'm like losing my hair. I have gray in my beard. I got two kids with me, but they still have to check the ID, right? So I had to use that a couple of times. But as people were coming up, I could tell, oh yeah, this person's clearly of age, but how old are they? <laughs> And what I discovered is that one of two things could be true or both. Either I'm a terrible judge of age or I am mentally, mentally, I do not think I'm as old as I potentially look, if that makes sense. Like I view myself and while I understand I am older, I don't look old, old in my brain. So I had some people coming up to me thinking, man, this guy's old. He's fine. He's probably like 50 He's in his 50s. I'm 44. He's in his 50s. Check ID, 1979. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're my age. Um, it's very sobering. <laughs> do I? It's kind of like me do going I look to this old? me like going to, when I go to Radio Row and I'm like, <laughs> these are my peers? <laughs> yes, these are your peers now, Joe. Oof. These are your peers now. So I, that's, that's what I learned, but I, I, I'm not gonna lie, man. I got a sick enjoyment out of it. And frankly, you know, summertime things slow down, maybe next summer, if I can just go to a brewery and be in charge of pouring beers, I'd be, you, you'd I'd be like happy. that. Oh, you know what the highest compliment was as I was pouring red Oak. Mm-mm. It's like, Oh, hell of a pour, man. It's like, damn right. That was a hell of a pour. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Tap too. Oh Yeah. Well, this sounds kind of complicated. I'm not going to lie to I you. I mean, it was really simple. The beer, the beer pairings were very simple. Miller Lite, Michelob Ultra, Truly, or Draft Beer. So, and it was, and it was Red Oak. So you either had the Hellas Lager or the Red Oak. What I love is that the other two dads, not necessarily, they don't have a beer podcast. So that gives me a little unfair mm-hmm. advantage. Mm-hmm. So people were coming up like, well, where are the IPAs? Right? Concert? At a concert, at a 90 some odd degree concert. I'm looking for an IPA. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> Trust me. You want a Miller light at this point. Hell, a Hellas lager from Red Oak will, will get the job done. I need an IPA. So I was like, well, if you want an IPA, I know you can get some hazy boys down this way. Yeah. And there's a wicked weed spot over here. And they happily went over to the wicked weed spot. The other thing that I noticed, I had a lot of dudes who are still self-conscious about ordering hard seltzers. And I'm like, okay. why, man, it's 2023. I ain't judging. So you want it truly for yourself. Good for you. Because as one guy pointed out to me, yeah, man, in this heat, this is the one thing that won't go bad in the heat. Like I can still drink this when it gets warm. This other beer, like an IPA, not so much. One quick note on the way back, Kelly and I hit cookout on Newburn Avenue. Okay. On the way back from Walnut Creek. Cause I didn't eat dinner. I was like, it was too hot. I was stressed out. Didn't eat dinner, but I finally got hungry. So we hit cookout on the way home. So I was driving down Newburn. I had this realization. The cookout concept, the chicken concept is getting close to opening up. So they took, I forgot what was there before. 
So they're opening up something called Ruse Chicken. It's it's Cookout. Okay. The company that owns Cookout is opening up the spot. Oh, I, I didn't know about this. So it's called Ruse Chicken right off of New Bern. Now, it's not Taco Ruse, which was there for a brief moment in Wilmington, which then converted over a cookout, but this is some sort of chicken concept. And it dawned on me, we potentially have a chicken mile. So let's think about this. I'll pull it up on the map. Okay. If you start at Newburn Avenue at 440, there's a Popeye's there. Okay. Look at the map, Joe. Okay. So we start at Popeye's Chicken off Newburn, just outside 440. Drive down Newburn past the hospital. You get to the church's chicken on the right. Yes. Continue on. You'll hit the Takaru eventually. Then you get cookout. Then wait, wait, you go to Bojangles because the Bojangles need, is right down the way. Wait, well, what do I need the cookout for? Because they have chicken at cookout. Oh, okay. They got chicken. But aren't we going to their chicken specific no, place? No, but they, I want chicken from the cookout too. You want to do this all in? Yes, I do. Do I need to add? And let's add destination. Let's add um, Beasley's chicken. You just continue down. You just continue down Newburn. Oh wait, what did I do? I don't need to do that. What am I doing? This is like ridiculous. So yeah, you continue down Newburn. Where, where are we ending? We are ending. So let's say we start at. Let's say we start at Popeyes. Mm-hmm. We then go to churches. We then go to Ruse. We then go to Cookout. And then we go to Bojangles, and then we end at Beasley's in downtown Raleigh. Do you? How much chicken do you think you could have? It's too many. I can do it. I think we should get Drew and Brooke over at the NNO to join us. Are we getting like a one piece of fried chicken at each place, or are we going to try to do of some sort? You know how I feel about tenders. That's right. You don't do tenders. Um, so we get a piece of chicken at every joint. I'm going to order a combo meal at every spot. So I'll just do tenders the entire way. So I'll get like a tender meal, like the smallest tender meal at Popeye's, the smallest tender meal at Tech. I thought we could expense it. We can, but did you get a raise that you're like, I'll, I'll just get a combo meal? But I, but I thought we could expense you it. You don't need all those french fries, sir. <laughs> Focus. <laughs> but then we could do more bits out of that as to which one of these french fries ended up heating up better. Uh, that's fair. It's a bit that I did before, but maybe we repurpose it. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Just right, saying, Joe. We can work on it. All right, we're going to workshop that. The chicken mile. What you really need is someone who can actually eat all these things other than you. I can't eat that much chicken. You want to split it with Brooke? No, like I'm saying, there are people who are like, can do this. Okay. Find a youth. Like a youth can really, my son, put this stuff away. All right, Daniel on Twitter. Hey, Joe, what press row box do you enjoy being in the most in the area? Also, have you ever been on the catwalk at PNC? Used to always be jealous of the people who got to drop the Harris Cedar gift card parachutes. <laughs> yeah, that is a five. I've, I've actually never been on the catwalk up there. What is your favorite place to go to now? Well, I mean, is he trolling me here? He's trolling you. <laughs> It's clearly trolling you. Answer the question. My favorite press box in the area? Yes. <sighs> I mean, you can't hear anything at state football, no. so I don't like that. I hate that. Carolina. They have a, I same, do a similar like, issue. But I do like going out on that ledge. Mm-hmm. On, I'm going to say that for Keenan Stadium because when you go out on that ledge, the coach's box is behind you. And I remember one state Carolina game where I heard Tanuda screaming the whole game, the whole game. And he knew all the plays and it was, that was definitely not FCC friendly. So 
that is actually one of them that I do. And of course, there's the pine trees there too. So, you know, I like that. All right. Fair enough. Uh, from your Canadian girlfriend, Bill's merchandise has returned to Wegmans. It's officially football season, Joe. Yeah. Man. Are you back on the bills or no? Um, oh, not back I'm on the not, bills. Not I'm back not. on the bills. Something we'll have to explore a I'm little not. bit more in detail. As, oh, uh, and I would love it for Buffalo fans. All right. I would. All right. But, all right. That's going to wrap it up for today's edition. Thanks to everybody who's downloaded, subscribed, given us five stars, et cetera. We appreciate that. We will see y'all on Wednesday. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.